0: This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Around the World in Seventy Two Days by Nellie Bly. Read by Mary Reagan. CHAPTER Fourteen To the Land of the Makado shortly after my return to hong kong i sailed for japan on the oceanic a number of friends who had contributed so much towards my pleasure and comfort during my stay in british china came to the ship to say farewell and most regretfully did i take leave of them captain smith took us into his cabin where we all touched glasses and wished one another success happiness and all the other good things of this earth The last moment having come, the final good-bye being said, we parted, and I was started on my way to the land of the Mikado. The Oceanic, on which I travelled from Hong Kong to San Francisco, has quite a history. When it was designed and launched twenty years ago by Mr. Harland of Belfast, it startled the shipping world. The designer was the first to introduce improvements for the comfort of passengers, such as the saloon amidships avoiding the noise of the engines and especially the racing of the screw in rough weather. Before that time ships were gloomy and somber in appearance and constructed without a thought of the happiness of passengers. Mr. Harland, in the Oceanic, was the first to provide a promenade deck and to give the saloon and staterooms a light and cheerful appearance. In fact, the Oceanic was such a new departure that it aroused the jealousy of other ship companies and was actually condemned by them as unseaworthy. It is said that so great was the outcry against the ship, that sailors and firemen were given extra prices to induce them to make the first trip. Instead of being the predicted failure, the Oceanic proved a great success. She became the Greyhound of the Atlantic, afterwards being transferred to the Pacific in 1875. She is the favorite ship of the O&O line, making her voyages with speed and regularity. She retains a look of positive newness, and seems to grow younger with years. In November 1889, she made the fastest trip on record between Yokohama and San Francisco. No expense is spared to make this ship comfortable for the passengers. The catering would be hard to excel by even a first-class hotel. Passengers are accorded every liberty, and the officers do their utmost to make their guests feel at home, so that in the Orient... The Oceanic is the favorite ship, and people wait for months so as to travel on her. When I first went to the ship, the monkey had been transferred from the Oriental. Meeting the stewardess, I asked how the monkey was, to which she replied dryly, We have met. She had her arm bandaged from the wrist to the shoulder. What did you do? I asked in consternation. I did nothing but scream. The monkey did the rest, she replied. I spent New Year's Eve between Hong Kong and Yokohama. The day had been so warm that we wore no wraps. In the fore part of the evening the passengers sat together in social hall, talking, telling stories, and laughing at them. The captain owned an organette, which he brought into the hall, and he and the doctor took turns at grinding out the music." Later in the evening we went to the dining-hall, where the purser had punch and champagne and oysters for us, a rare treat which he had prepared in America just for this occasion. What children we all became on board a ship! After oysters we were up to all sorts of childish tricks. As we sat around the table the doctor gave us each a word to say, such as, Ish, ash, ush. Then, when we were sure of our word, it coming in rotation around the circle, he told us to shout the words in unison when he gave the signal. We did, and it made one great big sneeze, the most gigantic and absurd sneeze I have ever heard in my life. Afterwards, a jolly man from Yokohama, whose wife was equally jolly and lively-spirited, taught us a song consisting of one line to a melody quite simple and catching." sweetly sings the donkey when he goes to grass sweetly sings the donkey when he goes to grass echo 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 when eight bells rang we rose and sang auld lang syne with glasses in hand and on the last echo of the good old song toasted the death of the old year and the birth of the new we shook hands around each wishing the other a happy new year eighteen eighty nine was ended and eighteen ninety with its pleasures and pains began Shortly after, the women passengers retired. I went to sleep, lulled by the sounds of familiar negro melodies sung by the men in the smoking-room beneath my cabin. End of chapter 14